There are many ways to connect our children spiritually to God, and it's essential that we help form their relationship with the Trinity. So today I'm going to talk with Lacey Borgo about how to have a spiritual conversation with your child to hopefully connect their hearts to the Lord. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Lacey Finn Borgo holds a Doctorate of Ministry degree. She has a spiritual direction ministry for adults, Good Dirt Ministries, and provides spiritual direction for children at Haven House a transitional facility for families without homes. Lacey is the author of many books, including Spiritual Conversations with Children, Listening to God Together, which is amazing and outstanding, and her new children's book, All Will Be Well. Welcome to the show, Lacey. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with you. Well, we are so happy to have you. And this Spiritual Conversations with Children, I just think every pastor, every parent, every grandparent, anybody that has anything to do with children need to read this book. I thoroughly enjoyed it, loved it, learned a lot from it. There is so much information you share. And you talk about four formational elements that shape a child's relationship with the Trinity. Can Mm. you tell us about those? Oh, I'd love to. Well, these these four elements kind of harken back to philosophy professor and Christian Dallas Willard. And he helps us understand everyone gets a spiritual formation. Everyone gets one. And these four elements are what it looks like for children to get a Christian spiritual formation. And the first is God's self. The first element that God gives God's self to every human being. And we're sort of cultivating that awareness of God's goodness, God's beauty, and God's truth everywhere. So that's the first element. Everybody gets it. The second element for Christian spiritual formation is the actual life that we're living. The one where right now, if parents are listening, they might be in their pantry hiding away for just a couple of minutes to listen to this podcast. For a child, it's The life that they have is the one where they're on the playground, swinging and playing and struggling. It's math class, it's church, the actual life that we're living. The third element is the incarnational life with Jesus. What is unique about Christian spiritual formation is that it is Christ-shaped, Christ-centered. Often when I'm asked, okay, Lacey, Give me one thing that I, you know, I only have so many hours of the day. What is one thing that I can do to help my child grow in this Christian spiritual formation? I say, know the Gospels. Help your child to know the Gospels, like the stories of Jesus, like the back of their hand. And not like quizzes, but so that you're sitting around the dinner table and they share something that happens in their life. And you say, is there a story from Jesus's life that reminds you of what you're going through. So they have that sort of sacred imagination for the life of Jesus and how their life intersects his. So that's the third element. And the fourth is spiritual practices. I don't really love that phrasing, but I can't really get get to something better. But you know, those holy habits that shape us, prayer, knowing the gospels, being in the gospels, study, celebration, 
gathering together in fellowship, all those Christian spiritual practices that need to be woven throughout our lives. So those are the four elements for Christian spiritual formation. And those will shape a child's relationship with the Trinity, God, the Father, Son, Mm -hmm. and Holy Spirit. And Mm -hmm. even parents who maybe they're sitting around the table and maybe they're just learning the gospel for themselves. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. new to Christianity and Mm -hmm. they have children and they're trying to teach children. What would you advise them? I would say we are always learning. Not one of us. There is no such thing as spiritual heroics or spiritual Olympics. It's such an encouragement to me that the final chapter of John, when Jesus is, it's its last interaction with the disciples that John records. And Jesus calls out to them over the ocean, over the sea in John 21. He says, children, he calls them children after all they've been through. And I think the point is to remind them of when he brought a child in their midst, but also to say, remember, you're always a beginner. You're always a beginner. So I would say, first of all, there's no spiritual Olympics. We are all always beginners. And second, someone who's just learning with their child, kind of wading into the gospels together, has actually a superpower, and that's curiosity. Those of us who have been in the gospels since we are children, so working on five decades right now myself, I can have a bit of kind of hard-hearted familiarity with the stories that someone who is just wading into the Gospels will not have. They will have a curiosity. So begin where you are and keep your curiosity hot. Oh, I love that. Keep your curiosity hot. We all need to do that, right? I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm learning something when I'm in the Word of God, or I'll learn it from a pastor or or a friend. Hey, look what I found out. And it's so exciting. It's like it's a new nugget of information that transforms my heart and my mind. It's with excitement that I receive it. And we want our children to see that, that we're excited when we receive that. And can you share some of the tools you use to connect children spiritually and how they work to lay down a neurological footprint in the brain? Mm. Well, this, this sort of my understanding of how this works, again, is based on Dr. Willard, Dallas Willard's understanding. It comes from his book, Renovation of the Heart. And he helps us to understand kind of what is the human person made of. And so we have spirit heart, will, we have thoughts and feelings, we have a body. And for children, they engage their spirituality with all the dimensions of who they are. So their body has to be in on their spiritual life if we want it to stick. So adults, we tend to separate our body from the rest of us, but children, that's not happening. Their mind, their thoughts, their feelings, what they want are connected to their body. So their spirituality has to be too. So there are a a number of things like inviting children to, I like to use little silly putty eggs. You can use any kind of clay and invite them to sculpt their prayers rather than speak them. We've also used Legos. Invite them to take some Legos and build a sculpture or build some creation that reflects their love for God that day or how they're feeling about God that day or maybe something hard that happened. So a petitionary prayer in the form of a Lego. You can use prayer beads. In the book, I give a description on how to make them, create the prayer beads. One of the things that when my children were young, and they're in college now, is we had a tent of meeting in the house. I wanted them to have a sacred space that, you know, they, they can, of course, be with God anywhere because God is always with them. 
but this kind of sacred space that they could go to where they could engage with their bodies, with God, with their intention and their longing. And so I was trying to figure out how to do this. And and I just happened to buy a SpongeBob SquarePants little tent. (laughs) 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 So, so sacred. Um, And put it in the corner. And in this little tent, I put some markers, washable friends, use washable markers, friends, some paper and a little battery powered lantern. And whenever they needed to kind of express something to God or wanted to go to a quiet space to listen, this little tent was over in the corner. And I'm not ashamed to say I was in it myself several times, but that's just that sense of a bodily way to engage our life with God. Children must have it. I like tent of the meeting for little ones. (laughs) I think that's a great idea. I love this sentence. The listening role is to embody the hospitality of Jesus, who welcomed the children with open and affirming arms. You know, as parents and as adults, we tend to interject too much in our conversations with our children. Maybe there's a pause that they have, and we try to fill that void with helping them think about what they're trying to say. And can you give an example of how a parent can listen properly? Yes. I really appreciate the acronym B-O-W, BOW to bow. And it really helps me when I'm in conversations with my children, especially ones that might be sort of vigorous fellowship conversations. So the B is body. Is my body turned towards my child in an open posture? So are my hands free? You know, if we have something in our hands, especially our phones, it can signal that we're not listening. So having our body in an open posture. O is for openness. So it's really checking in internally. Am I open to whatever my child might like to share? And sometimes when they are sharing with us, they are sharing hard things and we might want to jump in and fix it immediately. We might want to tell them our way or talk over them. And when they're sharing about their spiritual experience, we might even want to correct that. But we need to begin with openness, that internal openness. And then the W in B-O-W, bowing, is wonder. Check in again with your own wonder. Wonder, what is God, no matter what they're sharing, what is God doing in my child? How are they, the child and the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, How are they interacting in ways that I might not be aware of? I love this quote by George MacDonald, if I could share it. And it really speaks to this, listening to our children. It says, a parent must respect the spiritual person of his child and approach it with reverence. For that too looks the father in the face and has an audience with him into which no earthly parent can enter, even he dared to desire it. Wow. Yes, that's great. Yeah, we so badly want to know. And, and we have this, it's all comes from good desire at what God is doing. And help our children to connect to the Lord and to his spirit every day, any way that we see an opportunity to do so. I also want to talk about your new book for children, All Will Be Well. 
and it helps children experience grief and loss. And I love your character, Julian. Can you tell her story and the connection between the hazelnut and her grandmother? Yeah. So this little girl, Julian, she is basically walking her grandmother through death. And when children are experiencing grief and loss, they can experience that in a ways that are very bodily and can be disruptive. So they can have trouble at school. They can sort of lose where they are in their developmental milestones. They take a couple of steps back. And that's true for Julian. We see some of that in this little story. But her grandmother is a safe place, a person who has listened to her. And her grandmother has shaped Julian's life, this little girl, by listening and by telling her the story of Julian of Norwich, which is her namesake. And so through this conversation that they have together, and Julian of Norwich had a vision of a hazelnut, and Julian was an anchorite in long, long ago, and she had a, haz- a vision of a hazelnut in her hand. And the words that she heard from God were that this hazelnut existed. Indeed, everything exists simply because God loves it. And so in this way, the trees and the wind and nature become sort of God's mouthpiece to, to little girl Julian, that God is with her, that God loves her, and that everything will be well, even as her grandmother passes away, that all will be well, because one, they are loved by God, and everything that God loves lasts. I love that. And every time I see a hazelnut, now <laughs> I'm going to think of this story. It's really, really well written, very cute. The illustrations are beautiful. So if you have a child that's experiencing the death of a loved one, I really highly recommend All Will Be Well by Lacey Finborgo. Thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you and all the work you're doing. It's such an honor to be with you and chat a bit this morning. Well, this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.